and welcome to the next Indian Night podcast. Uh, my name is Harold. Um, on this episode, I have Ethan and Nolan Wild from the duo slash band Brothers Wild, um, a country folk rock band, I guess if you want to call them. Um, these guys were pretty cool to talk to. Uh, really nice guys. Um, really genuine. Uh, also really easy to work with. They played a country night back in February at the end of February there. Um, so this conversation is just kind of about how they started, uh, some influences, etc., etc. Um, yeah, Ethan and Nolan. Uh, Ethan, to me, <laughs> sounds like he has a little bit of a country accent. Uh, I don't know what that's from. Maybe jumping into the country music. I don't really know. Anyway, have a listen. Okay, so on this episode of the Sarnia Indie Nights podcast, uh, I'm joined by Ethan and Nolan Wild of the Brothers Wild. Uh, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Hey, thank you. Good. Thanks for joining me over the internet because we're practicing social distancing. Otherwise, I would have tried to meet with you guys in person. But this works too. Yeah. yeah no. So, uh, what have you guys been up to with your with all your time off? Um, well, uh, we we typically are uh, hanging out twenty four seven and uh, playing songs. But with this huge change and what's going on, uh, I've been staying in Sarnia with my girlfriend and. Um, Having a lot of time for myself, man, it's pretty much the same routine as wake up, have a coffee, and uh, my girlfriend's going through nursing school right now, so while she's studying, I head downstairs to the basement, pick up the guitar, and uh, strum chords, and eat, and strum more chords, and that's that's what my days <laughs> consist of. <laughs> well, that's not a terrible thing. No. <laughs> it could be worse. No. What about you, Ethan? How are you keeping yeah. busy? Uh, I mean, same thing, you know. Same routine as Nolan. Just basically wake up, get the coffee to start the day, and been doing a lot of writing. I'm sure you guys know like the uh, Facebook quarantine sessions thing. Yeah, I like checking out. Right, I've, I've I've seen you on there a couple times. Yeah, I love doing that. It's it's cool. You get some good feedback from other musicians, and uh, it's just cool to put out your own songs and see what people think. So I've been I've been doing some. Writing. It is. Um, part. What's that? Yeah, I've just been doing some writing. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. Cool. yeah. And Nolan, have you been on the uh, quarantine sessions as well? Yeah, I uh, I posted a quick video because I seen Ethan got on there, and um, I don't know if it's just brotherly competition or what, but I was like, I seen him post a video, so I was like, man, I gotta post something too. <laughs> right. So I uh, did a quick cover song of uh, Twenty One Summer, and uh, since then I actually haven't posted anything and it's largely due to my personality i criticize my my craft and my work so hard with songwriting so i've written a few songs over the uh this whole quarantine period but i just if there's a slight slip up in my recording i just don't don't feel comfortable posting it so right I'm, i've just been uh taking a bunch of takes and uh yeah eventually i'll get out there but i got great feedback from the first video so i'm looking to uh post an original next time I get yeah there. that's cool it's a it's a it's a different time to be a musician and and try to kind of i guess stay relevant right oh, um man. It is oh yeah 
it is it really is like my, my band is going through the same thing we we released um we released an ep a week before all this happened <laughs> and yeah. then we had yeah. a bunch of gigs canceled so it's like uh what do we do now oh, how, do we, yeah. how do we put ourselves out there so um let's talk about your uh like your 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 story i guess the two of you how so obviously you guys are brothers but yeah. um how did how did the brothers wild come to be um, well, we uh, <laughs> it's it started off in um, in Kettle Point where uh, where we were living at the time. There was a shack that our uh, great grandmother used to own, and uh, she actually turned it into a small, very tiny craft store. It's a very it was a very small shack, and um, after she passed on, and uh, our dad had moved into the house, we kind of cleaned up the shack and made it like a hangout area where we had a tv and our dad played in many bands so we all growing up we've always been around music and uh it's a, it's just always been real life to us like mm-hmm. playing music having guitars around instruments keyboards just any anything that makes noise is we've grown up having and so when we moved into the house at the time we were not musicians and we didn't really look to learn how to play or anything but uh when we all the instruments were put in the shack and spending so much time out there, you know, you get up to your mind starts wandering. And uh, we picked up the well, Ethan picked up the guitar and actually started playing. And um, I had no idea how to play. And he he picked it up pretty damn quick. And uh, it wasn't until I went away to Hamilton to school where he uh, called me on the phone one night. And uh, I think he played an Allison Chains song through the phone. Oh yeah. And I was just like. I was blown away. I was like, what the hell? Did you do that? And he's like, yeah, man, I've just been picking away. And and then since then, uh, I came home from school that year because there was a big strike. And uh, we just were like, well, let's try and write some music. And that's kind of my take on where we started, uh, where it initially started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethan, what's your, uh, what's your take on it? Well, yeah, of course, we got uh, different perspectives there, but... Um... Like he said, our dad has <laughs> always been in bands and stuff. So, yeah, yep. I've always been around music. Like, ever since I can remember, like, being a little kid and just, like, watching my dad play bass with a uh, few bands throughout his years. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, same with Nolan, actually. Like, I've always been, like, really young, going up with these, all these cool things happening. Uh, Nolan played at the uh, Skits Review, and... Um, Okay. I think he's saying Head Over Boots by John Party. He had another oh, guy yeah, playing a guitar Party. with him. Yeah, there's just a duo. And um, yeah, everyone went like crazy. Like it was a full house. And, you know, they got young girls screaming for him. I was like, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I it's always inspired me, like seeing uh, like my uncle and dad and all in play. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so when 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 would you guys say that um, the Brothers Wild? When did you officially start? Like how how long are we going back? I would say like about about uh, two years and a half to three years ago. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. Like 2017. We uh, okay. Our first public performance was at the Canedo Theater in uh, Forest. And we, we played a, okay. a few songs and 
that was our first crowd. I was I was shaking. I don't know about Nolan, but I was nervous as all as all hell. So that was our first show, and then we played uh, Canada Day. So and that that's when we first, you know, we're like, okay, like this is fun, and people are starting to like us. So I, this is something that I want to continue to do. And ever since that, you know, we've just been playing, writing, and uh, right. And did you guys? So when your first um, your first couple of of gigs were they just as a duo? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just uh, yeah. The two they've always play. been the two of us to, <clears throat> yeah. to start, really. Right. Yeah. We just um, our me and Ethan's relationship uh, is we always know what the other person's thinking, and it's just mm-hmm. we have just have like a super close uh, brotherly bond. So for us to um, get up on stage and. Uh, play it was a lot more comfortable with the two of us initially because right. we knew what we were going to do we knew like where to help each other and uh, all that stuff so it wasn't right. it wasn't until i think last summer where we actually played with a full band like bass and drums but for mm-hmm. the most part we started off for like the first year and a half just the two of us with a yeah well originally it was just i would sing and then ethan would play guitar and then um then Ethan taught me how to play guitar, so then we both started playing, and then it's just been a huge evolving like uh, process, right? Building up to this, that's cool. Um, so do I guess I guess you can maybe kind of answer the question already, Nolan. But uh, do either of you really have any formal music training, like taking lessons or anything like that? Like singing and singing included in that. No, no, no. we're we're strictly like uh, just learn self taught. Yeah, and it's it's not enough because I, I tell a lot of people who uh, come up to. Well, it's funny because a lot of sometimes I do get a couple of people asking me like uh, what I recommend or if they take guitar lessons or learn. I'm like, first of all, I am not the right brother to be asking this. I I just kind of barely know guitar. Ethan is the one you should right. be talking to. But um, I always say, like, try and teach yourself first because, um, it you know, when you are, when you do take guitar lessons and theoretical lessons, it's, to me, it kind of kills the imaginative part within. Like the creative aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, what, what's your take on that, Ethan? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like you've heard me play, I've, I've been playing for a little while now, and I've, I've just been, like, self-teaching myself, and, uh, I gotta thank Marty Stewart for that, man, you, you guys know Marty Stewart? Uh, I don't know that name. Okay, well, he's, he's just a teacher on YouTube, and I've, I've learned everything Oh, okay. Him. Oh, yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. It's, um... Oh shit! What's I know? I know what YouTube your channel you're talking about. I actually found him a long time ago as well, and oh, have yeah. uh, learned some shit from him as well. Uh, okay, so yeah, so you're I guess not formal, but you did oh, kind of take yeah. some YouTube lessons. We'll call them. Yeah, a few YouTube lessons. You know, you just like lead playing, uh, lead playing stuff, and all that. So I gotta, right. I gotta thank him because you know he's funny, and he's a good yep. teacher. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, definitely. Uh, he's uh Yeah. Um yeah, it's good to teach yourself, like Nolan said. It's uh it's fun when you uh 
when you learn stuff and you, you can play it and you're like, oh, wow, I did that. Mm-hmm. did that by myself. And it's just good to good feel. Yeah. Right. And ne- so neither one of you have had any, any sort of uh, vocal lessons or anything like that? No. no but it is but, something that uh, yeah. we're looking to uh, invest in just, just for the whole purpose of trying to get better at everything. And, um, you know, I know we our potential is – uh, we ha- it's up there and um, singing. I feel like singing. You know, you can learn so much more <laughs> with uh, vocalists who actually know what they're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's just about um, like learning control and and your breathing and and even simple things like uh, like just warming up your voices. <clears throat> there's a lot. There's there's a ton of singers that have blown up their voice because they didn't warm it up properly. Is that something you practice doing before a gig? Do you warm up your voice at all? Yeah, I uh, I do just weird little uh, little practices, but not all the time. Like I don't do it religiously, and that's why I've been starting to look into like during this quarantine time is um, perfect because it's mm-hmm. given me alone time to actually get weird with your voice. Because the one thing I've found with practices is if you're not really comfortable with mm-hmm. you know getting your voice out there those vocal warm-ups you've gotta you gotta just push through and and uh do it no matter how weird you might think you sound or whatever because it's so good it's so good yeah and some of those uh some of those vocal warm-ups do sound odd no <laughs> yeah man them and, and tried them i don't sing i uh i do backups in our in our band but there was a time where i took a couple of lessons and uh, i don't know and then i heard myself singing i was like what the hell am i doing i'll just stick the guitar <laughs> so uh, how was that the first time? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like everybody probably, well, I don't know that everybody, but you generally start out singing along to something like in your car or whatever. And then, you know, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you get around the, the idea of, of hearing yourself for the first time? Like, what was that like? Um, for me, it was, it was a whole lot of, uh, just road trips with my aunt Jessica, our aunt mm-hmm. Jessica, and um, just putting on like, like she used to listen to R and B and like old school rap and stuff like that. So yep. guys like Chris Brown or um, those ones who actually uh, do sing a lot, I used yep. to really enjoy singing along to that. And um, it was an early age; I can't remember exactly what age, but it, I was fairly young when I started singing and. Uh, she would compliment me like, "Oh wow, you have it. You do have a nice voice," and that got me a little bit comfortable to sing around other people. And um, you know, a, a lot of the time, yeah, I would get uh, encouraging feedback to the point where, obviously, I was like, "Well, I feel like maybe I could um, actually do something with singing, and uh, even if it's just a little pastime or whatever." But I'm not going to stop. And and then once Ethan started playing guitar, we were like, "Okay, we have." Our right hand and our left hand. Let's go. Yeah, Ethan. Um, when did you start singing? Because like, I mean, like, I saw a couple of those quarantine videos, and obviously at the indie night event, I heard you do backups, but I'd never heard you do, uh, well, like, be the lead, the lead singer. Yeah. Um, aside from those videos, so when did you, when did you start that? Well, I mean, was it just recently or? Yeah, honestly, yeah, uh, pretty recently. Um, so playing with Nolan he's always been the singer and he's always been a great singer so I've always kind of been like okay I'm sticking to guitar I don't know why I need to but then 
you know, as we watch other duos and like country music and, and all like everybody sings and it's, I've kind of felt like I had to do it. Like something I had to do. Right. I would practice and, you know, mm-hmm. I just practice so much where I, it just, I find it fun now. And yeah, just recently I, okay. I'm posting some videos of singing and it, it just helps me write too when I can actually sing the songs that I write. And uh, yeah, you know. So th- does that change the dynamic in the band um, as far as, you know, um, Ethan, if you write a song with lyrics do you bring it to the band and then and then no one sings it? How's that work now? Well, I don't know. We we don't know yet. We still have to experiment and all because uh, we we haven't <laughs> we, we haven't really seen each other in a in a while. Uh, so we got to get our right. our um, mojo on and. But I I, I think no one will will uh, be singing the song. Yeah, uh, you, you know, uh, well, live concert did, um... if, if we're feeling it, I'll uh, I might sing something. Yeah. Yeah. There's some songs that Ethan's written that actually just like they just sound a lot more natural when he's saying them. Whereas with me, I'm still sometimes even learning the song, and then mm-hmm. for us to kind of put it out there, like Ethan is pretty uh, shy with his um, vocals because he is very new with singing. But some I always push him for the songs that I just either am not comfortable singing or just think it just sounds better with him singing i always push to just let him go to work because um you know it's all about comfort and uh i always tell ethan once you get comfortable with your voice man like we could really do something special here yeah yeah having two two good singers i mean you know uh harmonies come to mind some of the some bands when i see them live um you know if 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 I don't necessarily like their music, but they have killer harmonies, that's you know that's a big for me anyway. It's a it's a big draw, and I, I love bands that that really utilize uh, vocal harmonies. And uh, there's a lot that don't, um, my band included, and that's you know that's probably a combination of one. I, I'm not. I try and play technical stuff when I play guitar, and then so trying to sing over top of that is, I'm I'm not good enough to do it. Uh, but I would definitely encourage that because it's like I said, it's it's a whole another aspect to the to the live performance. I think. Oh so. yeah, oh, I yeah, couldn't agree sure. more. And that and that's something our dad is always like when he listens to this. I know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to look at us and be like, "I told you so," because he's always encouraging us to. <laughs> to learn yeah. harmonies and uh get those in because and i totally agree it's just that's on me and ethan to uh figure out how to um, complement each other's voices but yeah right harmonies are they just they just make the sounds so much bigger and smooth yep they do nice <clears throat> it really fills it out uh and it's just it's almost like another aspect of musicianship you know when you have uh complementing harmonies and and Believe it or not, I um, I've I've worked with singers before that that couldn't harmonize, and uh, it's it is I think it is it is an acquired talent, and it's it's not necessarily something that everyone can do. When you guys are in the studio, um, Nolan, are you the one doing the harmonies? I, like so, just to give you a little, this is kind of kind of going to go into my next question, but. Um, I I had heard uh, I was um, 
I was out at Mike's house not too long ago, mm-hmm. um, kind of prior to all this thing, and he did an interview with me, and we were just talking about music. And that was shortly after, a couple of weeks after the indie night, and I was telling him, okay. you know, he was asking me how you guys were, and I was like, oh, they were great, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he played me one of your songs you were uh, – you recorded with them is it i don't know if, what it's called but i think the, the lyric in it is i'm waiting or something like that yeah waiting oh, okay for you. yeah okay yeah so the harmonies in it uh i thought were great um who who did those was that you nolan or did both of you do them or how'd that work well that's actually um the harmonies were put together by the one and only mike mckay he's <laughs> he's he's so brilliant with um what he hears and yeah that kind of plays a part into me and ethan kind of figuring out where we what we can do with our harmonies because um you know when we do go into the studio mike always hears something with harmonies and um he always asks if you know if we would want to do it or if he could lay some uh, vocals down and uh, mm-hmm. uh there's been a few i think there's a couple songs where ethan's laid down um some of the vocals uh and then there's like one or two i may have given him a shot at but mike always just seems to be pretty pretty spot on and then we'll try and uh go with we just kind of ride what he's doing because he is really good at yeah figuring that out. I, I love working with mike we've uh he mixed our whole ep and then prior to that um we we recorded a couple songs with him i did i've done guitar at his house uh, a few times and and then also vocals and um I, I love sending stuff to him to mix just because he's he's got such a great ear and um, he he I feel like sometimes he's like a you know unspoken fifth member of our band because he just he adds these things to it. I was like I never thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that that explains it perfectly. Unspoken fifth member because I well, I think me and Ethan both agree he Mike would stand there for us because he's contributed so much to our sound. It's we're so thankful for uh, what he did. And that's what I told him after we just recorded uh, Waiting for You. I just had to, you know, say thanks, man, because he really is uh, – he's not only a good guy, but he's uh, really good at what he does. He is, yeah. Uh, speaking of your sound, um, now I know you guys, uh, like, categorize yourself as, as country – rock but when i had heard that song i got a real like 50s vibe from it oh yeah wow. you know what i mean like that almost like that i don't want to say buddy holly but that sound i don't know what that sound is maybe that because i know he was from texas so like that could have been a country but that you know that 50s i don't even know is it 50s rock but it was just that it was like an old school sound so do you guys um you know how did the how did the country classification come about? Um, I don't know, Ethan. You want to take that one? Well, I mean, we uh, we are big fans of all music. Uh, we respect every music, like any genre, and we are right. a fan of that the classic rock and the blues and all that jazz. And you know, we just kind of we go into the studio and we we write and we kind of feel out the songs and what we think sounds good or what we'd want to listen to. And we try and we, we try and put that country aspect into our songs. Um, mm-hmm. it, I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. we like to call it like our it's, own, it's our say, own sound kind of. 
Like, we totally right, yeah. have our own sound because it definitely varies. Like we we love country music and um, our biggest idols are like so country, but um, it's like Ethan said, it's our own our own sound is it honestly genre is a word that to me is like music when it comes down to it, music is music and when we write we're not necessarily trying to come out with a maybe a country song or a rock song we're just something that sounds good and it right. typically ends up sounding like something that the brothers wild would play mm-hmm. and um just labeling ourselves as country rock is more so helping i would say marketing or, yeah marketing right ourselves and i get that there. but I, I i really like that you guys you know that you touched on that because um i like that you that you said that you don't try to write a sound because i feel like if you do you're forcing it and you're trying to be something you're not and you know i feel like you know like i don't know you guys that well but from what i do know and and just interacting with you at the indie night event and and outside of that you guys are you guys are really both genuine and uh there's no gimmick involved um i know of bands and I won't name them, <laughs> but there's <laughs> bands that, that, you know, say they're this and say they're that. And it's, to me, it's fucking bullshit and it's, it's gimmicky. And for what it's worth from me, and it doesn't, you know, take it for what it's worth, but don't, don't, uh, don't ever be gimmicky. Cause it's, it's what I, f- I find really genuine about you guys. Like, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily, uh, classify you as country, but I, I, I see that and I see why others would mm-hmm. but uh i i really like your sound and i'm not a fan yeah. of country music and and i won't and i won't lie about that yeah um, no, i respect <laughs> i respect the the guitar playing in, in country music like there's some phenomenal players brent mason comes to mind or johnny highland uh uh yeah. brad paisley another one hate oh, his music yeah. but absolutely that guy can that guy can absolutely just shred on guitar oh, yeah. so yes, i re- really respect that but yeah i mean i don't you know i don't like i said i don't i don't after seeing your set at Indian, I was like, are these guys really country? But, yeah. you know, you're just, you got this sound and I, you know, I think it's cool that I, I, you know, it's, uh, I can't really put my finger on it. But when I heard that, that song at Mike's house, I was like, wow, this is like a fifties feel like it, it was great. It was actually stuck <laughs> in my head for a bit, to Ooh, be honest. Huh? Like I left his house and I like, that's, you know, the, the chorus was definitely stuck in my ha- head. It was really catchy and it was, it was really well written, which is crazy. Cause you guys have only been writing music for a couple of years and the, the dynamics in it were fantastic. And to me, a big fan of music, um, I think uh, what catches my ear a lot is is dynamics. Is it's the subtle stuff you hear in a song, and mm. maybe mo- you know people don't pay. I don't know. That's just what he- I hear. But I-, I really liked it. I think you guys are great. Um, I just you know I kind of wanted to ask what your where the country thing came from. But yeah, I mean, I, I you do fit it, I guess. You yeah, know, it's it's a blurred line anyway, right? Like you listen to the new is. country, and it's yeah. uh, new country is like pop music. Oh man, oh, I, well, I was gonna yeah. say, don't get me started on new country because even <laughs> we hate we hate new country, and we're not afraid to say that because it fits in exactly what you said with people who are gimmicky. We find a lot of um, a lot of new country is just guys who guys or girls who have the looks for you know Hollywood and. And then they lay down like a pop beat, and it's just that's not country music, and that's not right. It's just 
I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I do not like the new style of uh, country, and I don't think you'll ever catch us giving into uh, that to sell ourselves off like that. It's just, I don't That's know. It's good. not true to yourself. It's not true right. to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just looking over your, your Facebook page before I um, before we started this, and uh, just so I, you know, had some idea of what to talk about, I guess. But uh, I saw the 2019 International New Country Duo of the Year. How did that come about? Wow. Yeah, that was an an awesome time. Um, There was a a competition that a family member has uh, sent to us, and it was in Sarnia, like the first round, you could say. And we were like, wow, let's let's do it. And – yeah, me and Nolan took our took our guitars and we went down. I think it was called the Moose Lodge or, or something like that in Sarnia. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But we, uh, yeah, we we played our hearts out. We uh, performed, and then they were announcing the people that were moving on in the first name, Brothers Wild. So we we're like right on, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we went on to the next round, which was in Chatham. Chatham. Chatham, yes, Chatham. And we ended up not winning the title of uh, the um, the duo of the night. Um, another mm-hmm. another uh, duo did. Do you remember their name, Nolan? And, like, Junior? Um, I can't remember. It was, like, Jun- Junior something, but uh, we... Ah, that's okay. It's not yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were... As much as we respect everybody, we, we we were like, oh man, that's too bad. We really wanted to win, but uh, we had some personal feelings that night. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On our way out, um, the organizer, Mister Dan Knight, he's really he's really awesome. He's he's a good guy. Um, he called us over and he was like, guys, you guys, uh, you know, you guys lost by a couple points, but uh, that's all right. You guys played phenomenal, and you know, he was just complimenting us and. He especially invited us to come down and and uh, join the next round. Anyways, the only thing is we'd mm-hmm. have to like pay for ourselves to get down there because all the winners they they got everything to go down there. So we uh, when you say down there, down to down to where oh, where where was the next uh, round? Yeah, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So okay, yeah, that was the next round, and we uh, held a fundraiser concert in our hometown. And it was awesome. We got, mm-hmm. we got people out. We recorded it professionally. We got professional sound engineers in, which is our, my our uncle, who is a graduate of OER in uh, London. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Bad Kitty Productions. He's awesome. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, we, we did that uh, concert. And uh, we got the money and... We uh, went down to uh, Pigeon Forge and we performed on a big, big old stage at the Country Tonight Theater, and we met a lot of fantastic musicians and and people along the way, and uh, yeah, we got to spend a week there, and uh, yeah, we ended up taking the title, uh, New Country Duo of the Year. That's awesome. Did so um, out of that though, being in Tennessee, um, did anything else come from it? Like were were there, you know, any other opportunities that that you guys got because of that? Um, not as what we wanted, because going down there, obviously, 
just the name Tennessee, you would think mm-hmm. like that's, and that's what we kind of were hoping would ha- happen, but uh, we never really got what we had imagined. However, yep. um, the experience of being there, there was one night where we set up, there was a little lounge area outside of our hotel. Yep. And uh, we went down there with our acoustic guitars and there was like a decent group of people. And we just played them a couple original songs and uh, a lot of them, like they, they loved it. They loved our um, music. And that was a great feeling because they were all from down south and uh, they all had those southern accents and they were all going on about how they knew their country music and they knew their music and we sounded good. So the hearing that definitely felt good. And if I was to take anything from that trip, it was just like playing for people who are from a different area from here because down there it's just so different. Like it's all their point of view on music and country music is so different from here. Right. So going down there and playing our songs and actually um, catching their attention, that felt great. And uh, even though we were only down there for a short week, uh, yep. it made us uh, really look and believe at the fact that we should invest in spending some time down maybe in Nashville and uh, for maybe a month and just seeing what comes of that kind of thing. But uh, that'll be a bit hard to do with this quarantine business happening, but that's... <laughs> That's what our uh, big move will be whenever we can uh, figure that out is to head down. That's there. cool. That's, that's really cool. I mean, like you, I mean, you're kind of going down to the heart of country music, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, not that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't say you guys are folk. You're not folk, but I mean, like, I don't know for me, I think you guys board, really borderline on, on, you know, a couple, a couple of different genres. You had some, from what I remember, anyway, you had some rock tunes at at uh, Indie Night. Um, mm. Not like heavy rock or anything like that, but yeah. uh, you know, which is surprising too. Like you know, you you tell me that uh, Ethan yeah. learned a, an Alice in Chains song, and then that's kind of what you started, at, and, to, and then to gravitate where you guys are. Yeah, uh, that's actually definitely where, that's where it started. Sorry, go ahead. Really, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that's where it started. Was that kind of grunge music because our dad that's what he really loved like the music we um really started listening to and actually kind of analyzing and uh listening to was like pink floyd alice in chains nirvana and just bands like that yeah um, zeppelin and all that that's what we originally started listening uh to with our dad and then from yep. there we kind of went on our own avenues like ethan has always been uh, much more into rock than country and it's mm-hmm. me who is like i went down the country route 100 percent. and yep. then we kind of where we met in the middle was a band called brothers osborne and i think I, i've heard of them yeah i would recommend checking them out because they are probably our biggest musical influences and um their sound like they also consider themselves country but they're a lot of their songs are like man that's rock and roll like that's that's not really country music and um that's kind of where we kind of fit in is just like that diverse of okay a little bit of rock a little bit of country a little bit of folk you know maybe a little bit of blues and just put all into that yeah um, yeah i would agree with the blues rock thing i mean that's kind of i mean blues rock and and country kind of go hand in hand almost right oh, they do. yeah 
you know, uh, even you mix in that bluegrass sound. It's, I mean, if you, the older stuff anyway, the, the deep like Delta blues stuff, that's, uh, you know, maybe there are some people that consider that country and, you know, yeah. like I listen, I don't listen to, I shouldn't say that, but like, you know, someone like Johnny Cash, he could almost be, uh, categorized as, as blues, you know? So, oh, yeah, for sure. yeah. um, the, the, but like I said, you know, the cool thing is to not, um, to not pigeonhole and, and corner yourself into one genre or, right for one genre and i like that right. you guys don't do that and i like you know like i said i know i understand why you market yourself as a country band because you do border that <clears throat> but it's cool to hear that you don't write to to do that so in saying that if you guys were to write like you know you do have some heavier influences of the 90s grunge house and chains is you know some of their stuff is is pretty heavy yeah uh if you guys did write a song like that what would you do with it would you would you would you you know like, yeah. would you know if you were about to put out an album let's say and you had a heavier tune like that what would you guys do with it oh, well man. i mean uh, it depends on the, if we if we like it uh the way it sounds and we, we think i think other people would like it i would put it out the way it is um right but of course there are some some borderlines you probably shouldn't cross <laughs> like really i mean really like you're not gonna go yeah I, yeah like i i mean like you're not gonna <laughs> put out like that uh waiting for you tune and then follow it up with a, a tool yeah. tune right like I, I don't see that happening but i mean you know like um just from my experience uh in my band we i don't really know what to classify us as because sometimes we're we're alternative rock and a lot of the new stuff we're writing is pro very progressive and technical, but I don't know if I like that label. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, at, at the time when you write a song, <clears throat> you love that song, you know, if it's good anyway, you, you love that song and that's what you want to put forward. But I guess, um, you know, in an, in an album instance, how do you, uh, you know, what, what do you do? Cause like, you know, like I said, we don't necessarily label ourselves. We just say, okay, well, we're alt rock or art rock or something like that. So, you know, it can fall into that. But I just wonder for a band, a band like yourself, um, where, where you do market yourself as country, but you, you have these influences that are, you know, vastly different than that. What would you do if you came up with a song like that? You know, I that's, I would say honestly, put it into um, our book of songs. We have we've written quite a few songs that are kind of random in the sense yep. of what we play in our live set, and um, a lot of songs are we just but just kind of put them away and wait for the right time because uh, we plan on you know doing this for quite a while. So uh, we've written songs like when we first started that are very playable songs at shows and stuff but we just we, you know we'll play them from time to time but uh, mm -hmm. if we just know there will come a time where that song will fit in perfectly and if we did a song like Allison Chains or something heavy like that um, yep. it would just kind of be put into um, our back pocket and then um, once you know we hit a different uh, different time where we do want to put that out we're absolutely find a spot to do it but i think every single song no matter how different it uh may sound from the rest it 
will have a time to kind of get out there and shine. It's just a matter of when. That's cool. That's a that's a good attitude to have, I think. Um, so speaking of music and, and, and albums and all that, what you guys don't currently have anything. Not on uh, the market, no. Right. No. So what's uh, – What's your what's your time frame for that, and what's your plan for that? Is it singles? Is it an EP? Is it an album? What, what are you guys planning on doing? It's a, it will be an EP. Yeah, um, we had a set date for um, originally we had a set date for four twenty for to mm-hmm. release our uh, EP, but mm-hmm. um, with this because we wanted to do a, a, a release party as well, kind of like uh, yep. what you guys did actually, right. exactly what you guys did, but um, with this whole quarantine business it's like it just man it's you get thrown from left to right so now um we're trying to look into possibly putting it out on itunes and then once this is all over we'll put together uh some kind of event where we can actually hand out physical copies Um, yep but because it we've been doing this for a while and it's always been a question is when are you guys putting your stuff out? When are you guys making CDs? And it's like, man, we want to, but this just for us, like we just start, we're new into this and we're learning these types of things. So learning how to register our songs and put them out there. Um, we've been trying to tackle that down and uh, we're ready. We have our songs recorded and uh, we have our EP. It's just a matter of figuring out how we should approach putting it out there. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with that. Um, you know, there is that whole side of learning how to distribute your music, which you know people don't. I think if you're not in it, in in it doing it, you don't understand it. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know, it does cost money, not a lot, but it does cost money. And then production alone, you know, uh, it's it's not cheap. It's no. cheaper than what it was, but it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're independent artists like yourselves um, in my band, you know, you got to, you know, we sat on our EP for six months before we released it. Oh, yeah. We had it ready. Uh, I believe I got the masters back in September. Oh, okay. And we, we sat on it for six months, seven months almost. Mm. And then we were like, oh, we're going to do a big release party. And we did. And it was great. We played, mm. uh, you know, we, we had a sold out show. We played Toronto the night before that. And then <laughs> we were like, oh, shit, we can't do anything now. So <laughs> um, I would say don't rush it. We also, the other thing we did was we released a single uh we released our first single off of it um three months before so we we released a single in december and then we kind of promoted the shit out of that for well as much as maybe not as much as we should have but we did and then the the other reason for holding off was we got merch ready because that's a that's a really good source of income guys if you can get some t-shirts made or whatever i would highly recommend that it's an investment up front but it's it's it really is a good investment and it's a good source of income for bands um and i would i would say that a lot of the big bands that's that's where a lot of their money is coming from is uh is merch yeah i would believe that man i would believe that for sure definitely look into it you know like i know the feeling of writing and recording and and wanting to get your music out there because people are asking you like we were playing shows and people were like hey do you have anything we can you know buy from you like merchandise and i was like oh no yeah and then uh we had we did have some songs out <clears throat> but you know i wasn't necessarily happy with them 
But, uh, you know, my, my advice would be to don't rush it because, you know, people are going to be interested when, once you guys release your stuff and then, but, you know, think of a game plan and, and, you know, how you want to market it and what, what song you think is best, uh, to, to release as a, as a single, that would be my advice would be release a single first, mm-hmm. yep. do that, um, and then plan an EP, an EP release or, or release party or whatever, and have some merch ready to to go. Um, because we sold, I think we got, we did an initial run of twenty five shirts, and I want to say so we so we did twenty five. We got them the week of our <clears throat> EP release, and we took some to Toronto the night before, and then um, some other stuff as well. There's some really cool things you can do, but we took them to Toronto, and then at our EP release, we had them. I think we had out of twenty five, I think we had seven left. Oh, so okay. we sold like eighteen shirts in yeah. two days. Yeah, yeah um, at twenty bucks a pop, you know, it's it's a good price. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's a fair price, and they're quality shirts. And you know, we we got some money off that there's other cool things you can do like really look into spotify there's a cool thing on spotify where i know this is kind of getting off the podcast thing but uh you know if anybody listens to this you know i'm not in it i'm not an expert on it but there are some cool things you guys sign up for um spotify's when you're ready to release get an artist account and they've got some really cool tips on there on on how to release your music and get it heard and and things you can do for marketing like our, our singer bought a a really high-end printer and we she got some part uh some card stock okay. and when you go to when you go on spotify there's actually you click on anybody's band or artist or whatever mm-hmm. there's a there's a scannable code so if you if you go on your if you have their code and you go on your spotify account and you search for an artist one of the options is to scan it Okay. So there's, so what we did was we got um, some cardstock, put our artist profiles uh, code yeah. on it, and then at our gig we just put a we put them out in front of the stage, and when we were playing, people that liked us came up and started scanning them, and found us on Spotify. Man, wow. some really cool things you should, really cool. you can do. So my my point of that long uh, winded <laughs> uh, <laughs> piece of advice was, don't rush it, and and. Uh, really look into marketing because right now as a band in my opinion you can be good but if you're not good at marketing people aren't going to hear your music unfortunately because there is a lot of shit out there and i will you know you guys are um i think you're one of very few country artists in the area so you know you do have that going for you but like like i said really really research it and especially now though what else do you have to do right yeah exactly yeah that's that's why marketing is such a big big uh big thing right now and who i can't remember the man's name i know his first name is keel uh he's a really really good musician and Mm -hmm. um he had told us oh from dress to kill yes sir yes yeah yeah he's a good guy and um he was talking to us one time and telling us how, you know, if you think of it with sports, your music and your playing is your offense. All that stuff is your offense, but your defense is what you need to really win the win the crowd over. And your defense consists of your marketing and your business and all that. And you need a solid, solid defense in order to absolutely succeed. do. Absolutely do. In my opinion, it's not always the, you know, for all these bands that are huge, there's probably 10 or 15 that are, that are better 
but it comes down to drive and determination and how bad you want it and how hard you work at it. Yeah. Um, I used to be a shift worker and on my days off, it was constantly spent looking into how can I get our band heard? What, what do I do? What do I need to do? Uh, networking is a big thing, which is kind of the, one of the aspects of the indie night thing, you know, I, I, I saw you guys talking to the other bands that were playing there. I heard at the end of the night, you know, trying to hook up a show with Scott Maneri and the barn burners yeah. again, which is a great <laughs> fit for you guys. Um, but that, that is huge. And a lot of bands, I don't think realize that is you really got to network. So network and marketing to me anyway, outside of the, you know, the writing, which you guys have and is and are good at the other thing is is the marketing and the um the networking you know right. it really is no, i couldn't agree more too man like it that is what uh you do need as a as a if you want to really do find that success in music i couldn't agree more right that's it and that's right now it's uh it's kind of like the music gods for us telling us like hey you guys aren't playing live get your shit down and uh, right. figure out your marketing and business plan yeah well, you know we live in a time where social media is free you can obviously pay for sponsored ads on facebook and instagram which are also great ideas yeah. um we we did one we did a sponsored ad oh shit i forget what it was for maybe our ep release <clears throat> but in a week, I think we had 20,000 views on it because it was sponsored. Oh, no. Wow. Kid. You know what I mean? So there's things like that to to look into. But, you know, you have that stuff at your fingertips. Uh, I had this discussion with Mike, you know, like 20, 20 years ago. You had to be the, the top echelon to get a record deal. Yeah. So <clears throat> record companies were also like, all, almost like a filter of who got heard, right? And then you yeah. had their backing to be Mark. Well, now it's not like that anymore. Uh, it's relatively cheap to set up a home studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, people putting music out, uh, there's more and more every day. So I think part of the the aspect of being a musician or a, trying to be a working musician or working band now is uh, marketing and filtering through the shit that's out there to get to the top to be heard. So yeah. Yeah. Just a little advice for what it's worth, because I, I mean, I haven't seen any of your stuff out yet. And I know you guys are working on it because I, I heard stuff at Mike's and it was, you know, like I said, I'm not a fan of country and I don't necessarily consider you guys that. But I thought you guys were it, that one tune, man. It was great. Like I would listen to that. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> thank thanks, you, man. dude. Honestly, thank uh, you. You know, for what it's worth, I really would. It was catchy. It was well written. Uh, the dynamics in it were great. Um, so, yeah, put some music out. But do it right i guess yeah and uh, thank you for that advice too because that's the best thing about the music community is i truly believe there are some people who might out might be out there to for the wrong reasons but for the most part good people like you and us and mike and just scott manry all these good musicians you know we're here to support each other help each other and um, I, I think you have to, Yeah, you know, we, you know, I know you guys don't necessarily live in Sarnia, but you're not far from it. And it's, <clears throat> it is a community, you know, uh, you really gotta, it, it is good to see other musicians in your area succeed. Um, there's yeah. a band called Puce that have played, they've played the indie night thing a couple times. They actually played our EP release party. Oh. Uh, those guys went to, went and won the, uh, Jim Beam talent search last year in London yeah. and they went and played Canadian music week in, in Toronto. And like, wow. you know, I promoted them all over our, our, 
our band page because I was like, you know, one, they're awesome and they should be heard. And, you know, maybe, you know, if we have 500 followers, maybe there's 500 people that never heard of Puce. And I was like, well, you know, we're doing them a favor, but not to get something back. It's just like, you should be, you should promote other musicians and, and be cool about it. I, I, I love when bands do that. There's a lot of self-indulgent douchebags that don't. And, you know, they, you know, they, they take and they don't want to give and they don't want to, uh, I could go off on a rant, but, yeah, I man, but no, totally. you know what I mean? Like you guys, are, like I said, you guys are really genuine and, and you're young. So, uh, I'm not a professional musician by any means, but like, I really like the way you guys are. You guys are good to work with. You were easy to work with. <laughs> um, cool, you would be surprised, you know, there's a lot, you know, bands have, uh, there's a lot of ego in music because it's so personal and you guys, you know, like doing that gig with you guys was, was awesome. And I would do another one or a hundred more with you guys in a second. So I appreciate that. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah no problem. Night, man. Yeah. It was a good night. That was your, that was your first time playing it. Um, have you guys done many gigs in Sarnia? Um, we've, yeah, we've had a fair yeah. share. We've uh, played quite a few times at uh Patty Flaherty's and uh, right, 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 right. And then you played uh, you played Borderfest last year too, eh? Oh, we did yeah. play Borderfest. Yeah, yeah. We, um, played with Scott Manry too that night. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. played. He we played first, and then he was after us. So that was our first time actually meeting Scott. And um, I had to tell him thanks because he had made me a guitar strap prior to that. So that was oh, my really? First time meeting him. Yeah. And then it was kind of cool for uh, us to play another show together, uh, which uh, you guys had set up. And then yeah, like with the market or the networking thing that we got talking, and uh, he'd be a great, he he would be a great guy to uh, have a gig with. Because, uh, Absolutely, Scott's a hell of a guitar oh player my too. God, oh hell yeah! I told him that that oh. night. I I remember. Uh, I don't know if it. I think it was when the uh, Serena was on before him, and mm-hmm. I, I was walk just walking past him like hey scott uh you were a phenomenal guitar player like he does all these cool things yeah. uh, i think i asked him for lessons that night and he's like well uh, i don't know if i can teach you anything but we can jam sometime and he's yeah. uh scott's a really cool guy my wife actually works with him but uh okay. he's a he's a phenomenal guitar player and definitely i think if you guys are into the country thing probably definitely someone you want on your side oh for sure yeah. man he, yeah yeah he can just rip it and uh yeah Oh man, I just love I like if we're if we're having a show with him, like even starting the indie nights, man. I forgot that for a moment. I forgot that we had to play up next because I was so drawn into what he was doing on stage. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, man. How did you How did you feel following him? Um, I felt I felt really good because um, it it uh he just brings a huge energy to the room. That he does made it really comfortable get on stage but at the same time half of me was like god damn all right well we really gotta kick this one off (laughs) yeah he he kills it man he kills it did you did either one if you feel into especially you ethan being a guitar player did you feel intimidated following scott oh oh hell yeah yeah even uh yeah even at Borderfest too but you know he's a really good guy and i talked oh yeah i talked to him before and you know we're we're both respectful for each other and you know i i love what he does i I had fun and yeah it's good to have a a show with another ripper out there yeah yeah now scott scott and and those guys they're kind of like old school country do you guys what do you guys like that stuff is that is that something you could see yourself writing like that style or yeah, I totally yeah, think I, I um, that sound, we yeah. could bust out a couple songs for sure. Uh, yeah, 
that style because it is, you know, it, it I think it is always important to uh, pay respect to, you know, the ones who did it before. So uh, we have written a couple songs that are kind of that style, very um, old school, upbeat country. Um, and, you know, it's times like that where it's like, yeah, I, I totally enjoy that music. And, um, but I wouldn't necessarily commit to that sound uh, right as a full-time thing but uh having a couple songs like that is is always really nice i've been doing a lot of country uh country concerts where there are tunes that are like that i don't know how yeah. to explain it exactly but you just kind of you know when you hear them and uh, yeah it's it's fun they're fun yeah he's yeah it's i mean like uh i didn't grow up on country but my grandparents listened to it like heavily yeah and it was the old you know it was like that conway twitty stuff and yeah. and uh that's you know scott definitely they've got that down but i mean i don't think they're uh it's it's not forced for them you know like i know scott's got that show on chok on sunday mornings i think it's called north of nashville and like he knows his country history too you know like he you know he he lived it and shit so pretty cool so uh just to wrap up so you guys do have plans to release uh an ep whenever this is over yes i guess and then uh do 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 you have any shows that you were supposed to play that were canceled? Uh yeah, we do. We had a uh show in Toronto. It was supposed to be for the uh Indigenous Folk Festival. Um and we got invited to play at and uh, mm-hmm. instead of playing, we're actually um we'll be recording a uh a concert from pretty much from home. And uh, okay. they'll still be putting on the festival. It'll just be online, basically. And okay. so we're getting uh, we're getting some professional uh, footage taken so that it's nothing cheap. And, you know, we can put a good show out there to the best of our right. abilities. And, right. um, and then other than that, we've had a few, like, smaller gigs, like a couple patty nights and uh, small bar gigs that had to be uh, canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Right now we have we do have some shows lined up in the summer, but man, it's getting scary with it uh, is. how things it's are shutting down. So. It sure is. Um, have you guys played Toronto before? Never. No. This, this no, it's been great. Our first time playing. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I love playing Toronto. It's. It's. I mean, if I could do that, if I could. Uh, I could find work in Toronto, but if I could, you know, it's so expensive to live there. Yeah. But if I could, you know, do it again and be a full time musician in Toronto, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, I love going. It's if you guys play there, it's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any anything you want to add? Where can people find you if they want to look you up? Um, yeah, if, you yeah. know, if uh, people want to check out Brothers Wild Music, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube right now. Just that Brothers Wild Music and. There will we always post um, some uh, statuses just to keep in touch with everybody because we do appreciate everyone who follows our music um, and anyone who supports us we truly appreciate and um, yeah and once you get there you can keep updated with when we'll have our uh, EP ready. Cool, cool. Uh, last question, brothers, brothers Wild was that just kind of because your influence is Brothers Osborne or like were there, were there other contenders for a band name? I'll let Ethan take that one because <laughs> <laughs> well it was a talk um, we've always loved Brothers Osborne so I would say there's some influence there but um, 
Yeah. There was a there was a point in time of where our band name came to be, and um, it actually happened at a live show because we just played, and people wanted to know our name. And uh, our anteger, uh, so that was my manager, she was like, "Guys, they want to know your name. What's your name?" And Nolan and from the Brothers Wild. I was like, "All right, if you want to check them young out, guns, you right? can uh, hop on Facebook, and, uh, um, <laughs> search like, Brothers Wild, oh my gosh. get some information this is Brothers there. Wild. Also on totally Instagram, uh, <laughs> Brothers <laughs> Wild Music. So they cool. don't yeah, have anything on Spotify yet, <laughs> but will soon." Um, and you guys stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. we just stuck with it. We uh, have another one up next know. week. There, there's and potential for a name maybe change. Maybe just a little bit of a break right because I gotta book some more people. Right. I think we should stick with it yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, had a couple that, of cancel I would say on stick me, unfortunately. With it. It's, uh, so, it's a good name. You know, um, there should uh, be another one up next week. And yeah, then, I don't know. It's you uh, guys also like you have quite a few followers too. So I I don't know if it's too late to change the name. Yeah, I don't know. Probably some other things happening soon. And so leave it with anyway, that. Uh, take care. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, yeah. hopefully, when all this is over, we can hook up for another indie night. Yeah, um, man. yeah, for sure. Thanks for thanks for having. Absolutely, us. love to have you guys cool, on again.